Well, hello everybody and welcome back to the All Saints podcast. After a couple of weeks with interviews, last week with Delana Brooks of the Pregnancy Help Centre of Fort Worth and the week before with David Barnson, uh, you've just got me this week with something of a public service announcement and uh, some information that I think you might find interesting and helpful, certainly for your prayers and perhaps also in the coming months and years. Uh, who knows what impact what I'm about to talk about today may have on yeah, our lives directly and indirectly as a church and as members of the church here at All Saints. Because I want to talk today, today about the Reformed Evangelical Seminary. Now, I've mentioned this a little bit on a few occasions in the past, but let me just uh, step back slightly and just sketch the background again to this initiative. And then I'm going to share with you some of the details of uh, what we're going to be getting up to, what my involvement is, uh, what your involvement could be. And uh, that will, I hope, be uh, interesting and exciting for you as you're, we're thinking about the future of our church here at All Saints uh, and also the wider denomination, the CREC of which we're a part, and the Reformed world here in the US and elsewhere. So just um, sketch first, let me sketch first the background to this. The CREC, the Communion of Reformed Evangelical Churches, of which we're a member at All Saints, is restricted by its constitution in a number of ways which stops it quite deliberately from doing some things that other denominations are able to do. For example, the denomination is not able to own property, uh, we don't have standing committees and so on. And there are some good reasons for that. One of the reasons is that we've uh, there was no desire in the early stages of the denomination, and there is none now, for us to create a, a large and cumbersome and expensive internal bureaucracy to slow down the ministry of uh, our member churches. We also don't want to create greasy denominational poles for people to spend their entire lives and ministries climbing. We want to be a communion of churches and we're all about the business of the local church and all about supporting that. And my experience as a uh, minister here in the CREC and for many years being associated more loosely with the CREC during my time in England was that it was a wonderful blend of that kind of independence of the local churches and also the uh, interconnectedness at the denominational level. But what that means is there's some things that we can't do as a denomination. And one of those things is we can't own a denominational seminary. It's just not something that we can do as part of our constitution. Or at least if it were to be done, it, uh, I'm not the, the constitutional uh, legal scholar, but I, and my understanding is it wouldn't be possible. It would certainly be extremely difficult and cumbersome. What that means is that we're starting to feel the pinch as a denomination, as we've been growing so wonderfully in recent years and looking for new pastors to staff a growing number of churches, because it's not obvious where these pastors are going to come from. We ourselves know as a church here at All Saints how difficult it was to find Pastor Shaw and, well, how wonderfully blessed we've been with him. Uh, and other churches in the past uh, within the CREC have been or are still looking for pastors to staff their ministries in an ongoing way and certainly looking forward. So we've got this problem, this strategic problem, really, uh, about how we're going to staff the growing number of churches in our denomination. And the only real way to do that is to find ways of training them. Now, there are theological seminaries out there, but there are some problems with them. Uh, many of them are quite expensive. In, some, in fact, some of them, though good in some ways, are extremely expensive. Many of them require relocation, physical relocation, which isn't uh, practical for men who are looking to train and they've got families and other responsibilities and so on. And there are some um, theological wrinkles as well. It's, it's not the case, really, that there's a seminary out there that's got quite the kind of outlook on uh, church life and culture and eschatology that would make um, uh, 
ministers in the CREC or potential ministers in the CREC feel really comfortable there. That's not to say they're bad seminaries, it's just that um, the, the, the things that make us distinctive as a denomination, and in fact some of the things that have been leading to our growth in recent years, are, are not uh, represented so broadly in the reformed world uh, and uh, certainly not in the seminaries that produce pastors for them. And so over the last couple of years, I've been working with a number of people and we all came together in a variety of different ways to uh, bring to the present state what has uh, been called and has now received, got the name of the Reformed Evangelical Seminary. I'm looking at the website right here now. If you go online, either now or when you're done listening to this, REV Seminary, Rev Seminary, and I don't know whether that was a deliberate pun from whoever came up with that name. I remember the discussions about it, but as I look at it now, it's REV, as in Reformed Evangelical Seminary, but it's also Rev Seminary, as in Reverend Minister, but I don't know, maybe you enjoy that pun. Uh, uh, Reformed Evangelical Seminary has its own website. We have our own board, we have our own constitution, we now have a bank account, um, and I want to talk to you about what we're trying to do and how this might impact us as a church. The obvious way in which it will impact us, obviously, is by providing a place where we're able to train the next generation of pastors and church planters for our church here at All Saints and for the church plants that we hope to launch uh, in the DFW area, Lord willing, in years and decades to come. But that's getting rather ahead of ourselves. Let me just jump in and talk about the seminary and what its mission is. You look at the front page, the tagline that's right there says, assisting the church to equip pastors and church leaders for the Lord, for the church, and for the world. And the goal of this seminary is to do what, as I mentioned before, the CREC as a denomination is not able to do. Because it turns out that although the denomination couldn't do this, there's nothing to stop a bunch of guys who want to be uh, involved in resourcing the CREC and other like-minded churches elsewhere to set up an independent 501c3 charity with the aim of doing the same thing. And that's what we've done. So we've set up an independent 501c3 charitable uh, organization uh, whose goal is to train pastors for the CREC and other like-minded churches and whose constitution requires that the board be comprised of officers or former officers in CREC churches. And what we're trying to do here is find a way of aligning all the incentives in the right direction so that what the seminary is trying to do is fully aligned with what churches need and what churches are trying to do. And we'll come back to that issue of aligned incentives in the next few minutes because it's quite an important part of what we're doing. But anyway, if I go to the menu at the top, um, and well, actually, I'll scroll down a little bit. Here's our mission statement. Our mission is to assist the church in equipping pastors and leaders for orthodoxy and orthopraxy. That's right belief and right living, rooted in reformed Catholicity, right where they live, work and worship with the people who, know, who best know their gifts, strength and potential. So reformed Catholicity, Catholicity referring to the universal character of the church. We recognize that the church is bigger than us, but reformed Catholicity, we're grateful to be heirs of the Reformation, uh, and of the, the renewal of biblical and patristic teaching that took place in the 16th and 17th centuries in Europe and then spread to America. So we're an unashamedly reformed denomination wanting to train men for uh, ministry within that context. Now, I'm going to zoom out here. So about welcome, mission, beliefs, governance and administration. Here we are. Now, 
The Reformed Evangelical Seminary is governed by a board of directors whose members are affiliated with the Communion of Reformed Evangelical Churches. The board of directors are, I want to just introduce them just so you know who they are, um, Timothy Vandenbroek, chairman of the board, who is an elder at Trinity Reformed Church in Moscow, Idaho, Reverend Bo Cogbill, who is the uh, board secretary. He is also the pastor of uh, Siri C Church, Reformation Covenant in Oregon, and myself, uh, pastor here at All Saints. The three of us are executive committee members. We meet slightly more often than the, re than the rest of the board. And the rest of the board comprises Pastor Virgil Hurt, pastor of Providence Church in Lynchburg. He's the presiding minister of the CREC. Rob Hadding, pastor at Covenant Prayers down in Sulphur, Louisiana, same presbytery as us. Pastor Randy Booth at Grace Covenant in Nacogdoches, uh, uh, mother church actually, and uh, again in the same presbytery as us. And Pastor Ralph Smith, uh, who previously pastored uh, Mitaka Evangelical Church in Tokyo, Japan, a series C church out there in Japan. He's pastor emeritus now. So the governance is designed to represent as much as possible the breadth of the, the series C. And those three names at the top I mentioned, Timothy Vanderbrook, Bo Cogbill and myself, we come from the three founding churches that have permanent seats on the board and will be responsible for um, uh, the composition of the board going forward and so on. There are various structures built into the constitution that allow that. Those three churches have also, uh, we at All Saints and the other two churches have made quite substantial financial contributions to get the seminary off the ground. And that brings with it some blessings and benefits, which I also want to talk about in a minute. But that's basically how it's run. So just to sketch the landscape then so far, we're in this situation where the CREC needs pastors, is wisely prevented by its constitution and governance from having its own seminary, but there's nothing to stop us as uh, churches uh, building a seminary whose aim is to provide ministers for CREC churches. And as I mentioned, the, the alignment of incentives point is really important here. If we don't do a good job, nobody in the CREC will want what we provide and will last about six months. So we have to do a good job, otherwise nobody will want us. And I have to say I've been very encouraged thus far by the warm reception that we've got. Now, how are we going to go about doing this? Well, our main course offering is an MDiv in pastoral uh, theology, uh, in, in Christian theology for ministry, which is a 90 credit module, which when it's full time will be achievable in four years. At the moment, it's going to be part time, uh, but we're hoping, Lord willing, to accelerate that in uh, years to come. And if you click down to programs, pastoral studies, the seminary's flagship program is its pastoral studies program. You can read all about that, and it's an MDiv. And the areas of uh, study include biblical languages, biblical studies, systematic theology, church history, Christian life, pastoral theology, and pastoral counseling. Uh, the future programs, I'm just going to click on that. We're hoping to offer in the near future a couple of other degrees, uh, Master of Christian Studies, MCS, and Certificate of Christian Studies, which will be... Uh, lighter and a selection of those courses not the whole thing for different people who want different uh, depth of training for Sunday school teachers or church elders or whatever also and the programs is uh, enrichment courses and I'm going to read this and then make a comment or two about it because this is the first big way in which this might affect you guys here at All Saints in the near future we make available low or no credit enrichment courses to church sessions and congregations which are members of our church partnership program. And we're members of that church partnership program by virtue of having made a financial contribution to the seminary for its first three years. So we're a church partner with the seminary, which means 
wrote, these courses include elder and deacon training, introduction to Christian counseling, introductory biblical studies, and more. To find out how your congregation or church session may benefit from these enriching courses and learning resources, please contact us, or actually, just listen to me and I'll tell you. Um, <clears throat> what it basically means is that you can sit in on uh, or listen to the recordings of the teaching that we provide at the Reformed Evangelical Seminary for your own benefit as a member of the congregation at All Saints and at no cost. If I just scoot across to, um, where are we? Uh, church partnerships under cost. Church partnerships, it explains this a little bit more. Church partner benefits, I'll read this. The seminary wants to bless our supporting church partners by making select courses and resources available to their pastors, leaders, and congregations who wish to grow in biblical and theological wisdom. So I should emphasize it is select courses. It won't be all the courses, but I pretty much can guarantee it'll be all the courses that you want to do, probably, as somebody who's not training for pastoral ministry specifically. There are one or two things that it's probably best that, um, well, there wouldn't be any good reason to offer them more broadly than for those training for pastoral ministry. Quote, this is our way of serving the churches that support the seminary with their prayers, their encouragement, their students and their finances. Carrying on, just reading down the page, church partners receive congregational access to several no to low cost, no credit enrichment courses offered by the seminary. These courses, whether taken by individuals or groups, are appropriate for elder or deacon training, church counselor training, Sunday school teacher training, adult Sunday school classes, adult Bible studies and more. Church partner congregations and their members may enroll as auditors or get a listener's pass for select seminary courses. All church enrichment courses are available on a space available basis. So if 4,000 people want to listen in, they can't all sit in on the Zoom call, but they could all listen to the recording. Now, just to give you a sketch of where we're going with this in the next few uh, months, we have uh, three terms in the year. The first term is starting in uh, just a couple of months' time. There'll be two courses running. One is a Greek course taught by uh, Britain Brewer up at uh, Reformation Covenant in Oregon. And the other is an ethics course, which I'm going to be teaching, which is going to be uh, probably Tuesday evenings, 10 or 11 weeks. Uh, there's one week going to be missing because of um, uh, presbytery commitment. But I'm hoping, and I as far as I know, there's no reason why this won't be possible, that that course will be available to you to participate in if you'd like to. Uh, whether by sitting in on the course or by listening to the recordings and watching the recordings yet to be determined. But um, it's going to be a fairly advanced course in ethics. Some of you have studied ethics with me before uh, as um, students on the Bible and theology courses here at All Saints or at the Oaks, and you may have listened to the recordings. Um, well, that's the um, Miller Lite version of what you'll be getting the Lagavulin cask strength version of um, at the Reformed Evangelical Seminary. It will be at a higher level, but hopefully it will still be accessible and understandable for diligent and thoughtful students and congregation members like yourselves who want to participate in it. So if that's something that interests you, please let me know. Just ping me an email. Let me know if you want to uh, find out more about that and I can give you the dates of when it's going to be running and let you know how you could participate in it and benefit most from it. So that's church partnerships. What else do we want to talk about? I should talk about um, the the way that the training is going to operate um, for uh, ministerial students who are wanting to participate in this. Now, here we've got this uh, tension between lots of different um, motives pulling us in different directions. On the one hand, nobody has ever found a better way of teaching person to person by sitting down in a room together in the physically in the same space and 
talking to each other and listening to each other and praying and working through material together. That's the best thing that's ever been come up with, ever, that anyone's ever come up with since Plato. And um, I don't think it's really been improved on. Um, but, of course, it brings costs and downsides. For many people, it means uprooting their families, um, moving across country, quitting their job, enrolling in an expensive bricks and mortar institution to... Um, access that kind of in-person training and it's just not practical uh, for many people in fact it's not practical for precisely the kind of men that we want to encourage to take part in this men who've got families of their own men who are more mature in their 30s perhaps or even older people who've got jobs and, and therefore can't just quit and let their kids starve while they go off and study theology so we are going to be offering mostly online programs uh, during the evening so that men who are willing to work hard can combine the seminary training with a full-time job and supporting themselves and their families. That said, uh, we are hoping to uh, offer some in-person conferences and we're planning to offer you know, week-long residential programs and so on, which will be another opportunity for people to get the uh, training that they need in a context where they are with their fellow students and lecturers. Uh, but the, of course, what that means students aren't getting is the week by week in-person mentoring from the seminary and this is where the uh, blended learning and mentoring elements come in if you are on the website and you click down to blended learning um, and then particularly down to the next one that says mentoring a key element of the seminary's pastoral training is its mentorship program the seminary uses ordained pastors and elders to provide personal and pastoral mentorship for all full-time and part-time MDiv students during their enrolment. What that means in practice is that a man who's a, a student at the seminary will be mentored by almost certainly his own pastor or one of his pastors in the church where he's serving. So it does involve a time commitment from that church. But this is another point at which we're all about aligning incentives. We want to have people studying at the seminary who are exactly the kind of people that the church leadership would want to invest in both time and financially because otherwise why would we want to encourage them to study theology if you've got a man who really wants to study theology to become a pastor but his church thinks oh, no, no this guy isn't really the right person and we don't want to invest any time in him he's probably not a good candidate it's possible he might not be in a great church but leaving that aside if he's in a good church and the church isn't ready to support him then probably he's not ready for seminary after all so what we're trying to do is to provide something where everybody benefits from a shared vision of where we're all going the church wants to train this guy perhaps for one of their own church plants or as a gift to the broader church the man himself wants to train and the seminary is able to provide resources which are accessible to him without leaving his current situation where he's known where he can be mentored and where he can continue to provide for his family during his training what else have we got here? Um, faculty. I should make one final comment about faculty. This is an eye-wateringly impressive list, partial list at the present time, of people who will be teaching in the near future at the Reformed Evangelical Seminary. I, I somehow managed to have found my way onto a list of Reformed theological luminaries, including uh, Dr. Roy Atwood, uh, Randy Booth, Pastor Randy Booth from Grace Covenant in Nacogdoches, Pastor Brito, Yuri Brito from um, uh, Providence in Pensacola, who many of you will know. Obviously, Bo Cogbill uh, up in um, Reformation Covenant is going to be teaching. John Decker um, is going to be teaching biblical languages. Timothy Edwards, 
formerly at New St. Andrews College, where he was the uh, dean, I think, and he was certainly a, a teaching Hebrew and a bunch of other things. Um, and Peter Lightheart, who is going to be teaching, um, what is he teaching? He's teaching Gospels, that's right, after Christmas, second term this year, he's teaching a course on the Gospels. Um, uh, I'm going to be uh, trying to keep up with that lot in the uh, quality of the um, courses that I'm uh, hoping to offer beginning with this ethics course this fall. One final name to mention is the first name I mentioned on that list, Dr. Roy Atwood. Many of you will know Roy's name uh, from his time as president of New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho, where he was the first president, I believe he was the first president, yeah, and um, served there for many, many years. Uh, and previously and since then has had experience in higher education administration, and in teaching, he's been a uh, visiting professor at uh, several institutions all across the world. Uh, it is hard to find somebody who knows more about higher education administration and leadership than Roy Atwood. I'm actually hoping to get him on this podcast at some point in the next few weeks. So I'll be able to interview him and he can tell you himself uh, how we've been shaping and seeking to shape the, the seminary. But Dr. Atwood accepted the role as our first president at the Reformed Evangelical Seminary. And I cannot tell you how much uh, output he has produced already, just as we've been getting ready for the start of the academic year. We, we were moving pretty quickly. And as soon as, uh, actually with Dr. Atwood's help initially as um, a consultant, when he took the post of uh, president, I think he just shifted up about four gears and started um, producing vast amounts of vitally important material to build the underlying structures of the seminary and to shape our legal and pedagogical um, frameworks so that they're all um, uh, legal and compliant and they all offer the best possible program of study for our students. So having Roy Atwood at the helm as president, so he's as president, he reports to the board in relation to what he does. We had a board meeting just earlier this week and it was, really, it was just mind blowing how much stuff he's done, how fast we're now moving towards our first academic term this fall. So it's exciting. And um, if you think about it in the context of the broader shape of the CREC, uh, God has blessed us wonderfully with growth within our churches. An increasing number of churches, including ourselves, are starting to think about church planting. Um, and we've got new churches wanting to join us. We've got churches contacting our presiding ministers, looking for pastors and looking for a way into our denomination. Uh, we have been building a framework for a church planting strategy, which I've also been privileged to have uh, be involved in. Uh, within the denomination. This feels to me like one of the major missing pieces of the puzzle, whereby uh, we're able really for the first time to build an institution that's big enough to train pastors all over the country and indeed all over the world without requiring them to leave where they live, to provide them with a high quality academic element to their training for pastoral ministry. Of course, there's much more than just the academics for pastoral ministry, but there, it's not less than that. And so for the first time, we're spinning up the wheels, getting ready for the launch of an institution which has the potential to provide those resources for our denomination and for many uh, other churches beyond. So it's exciting. Um, and I hope that you'll uh, remember us as a board and uh, the students in your prayers. We have about a dozen or more students. In fact, I had a conversation just yesterday with a pastor who has another man in his church who's looking to, well, the church is keen to support us and they have uh, a student, a prospective student. So the numbers are going up all the time, but um, uh, it's really exciting. I should mention just in passing as we finish, 
um, the, the uh, Reformation Bible Institute, which was run by Reformation Covenant Church in Oregon, in Oregon City, um, is something of a precursor uh, organization to this one. And some of those students are transfer students from that previous institution to this. But the Reformed Evangelical Seminary is going to uh, be aiming to do things that RBI wasn't trying to do along the lines that I've explained today. So exciting times. What a wonderful time and what a privileged time to be a believer and what a privileged place to be uh, a member of the body of Christ as we're seeing all the wonderful things that he's doing uh, all over our uh, communion, within our denomination, within our churches. And uh, I hope you'll join me in praying that the Reformed Evangelical Seminary can contribute substantially to that for many, many years to come. Like I said, if uh, you're interested in the ethics course that I'll be teaching, just give me a shout. It'd be lovely to uh, hear from you and I can, uh, we can think through together, depending on how many of you want to be a part of it, how best to integrate uh, your uh, interest with uh, teaching obligations I have. But for now, I think we're done. Please do go ahead and share this with your friends if you think they find it helpful. As always, feel free to get in touch with any questions or anything you want to know, and we can talk about it here or in some other context. But for now, God bless and bye for now.